Hi, I'm Irene Yanku, and this is my podcast. I have spent my entire career in dentistry learning. Learning about new technology, techniques to better my clinical skills, and now I'm a practice owner and leader. In life as a learner, I've noticed my truest love for learning has not been about teeth or what material is best to use for a core buildup. It's been learning about people in our dental community. The educators, scientists, clinicians, business owners, and advocates, their stories, their lives, their why, and their what's next. Getting to know them as humans, identifying how they work, what their rituals are, while highlighting them as the true trailblazers in dentistry. And that's what I do here on the show. So hold on to your suction. It's about to get slippery here on the Tooth or Dare podcast. Welcome back, peeps, to another episode of the Tooth or Dare podcast. Peeps, with your peep Irene. Hello, how are you? If you're listening to this in the car, hi. If you're watching this on YouTube, nice to see you again. I hope you're having a fabulous day. I'm recording this live before going to work on a Wednesday morning. I've got a kind of lean day. I've decided to cut some of my Wednesdays over the next few months for a strategic purpose, to implement some really necessary systems into my practice. So I went to a conference last year around this exact time, so a whole year ago, um, to the Dental Success Institute conference run by a friend of mine and fellow podcaster and past guest, Dr. Mark Costas. And um, it was kind of like light uh, eye-opening for me to understand the you know, the intricacies of running a business, what your overhead goals should be, how to try and achieve those goals, production goals by procedure, by hour, you know, just being very intentional with what our office is doing and in order for us to become profitable. And for most people, if you've ever, sorry, if you've ever worked in a dental office that did something like this, you know, the common misconception is like, oh, the doc's just trying to get rich or whatever, like more money, more problems kind of thing. But I realized very soon after being a business owner that like not every month you're taking home a paycheck. And that was really difficult for someone that was a high earner as a hygienist. I worked in a practice and I was earning the highest I had ever been earning. I was producing the highest I had ever been producing, but also earning quite a a good living. So going into practice ownership, um, everyone was getting paid but me. Everyone was collecting a paycheck but me. And sure, they say, okay, the first three years are the hardest, um, and that's true, but they don't have to be. You can uh, be smarter and and work less in order to to achieve whatever those goals are. Now, I didn't even have any goals, so that was another eye-opening conversation I had with one of the people from his team. And, uh, you know, we sat down, accountant, CFO, me, and this person, and we sat down and we, we talked to numbers and we talked, you know, what's working, what's not working, what needs to change. And I very quickly realized that I was just, you know, kind of letting things go and people doing whatever they wanted to do. And there were no real goals or targets. And then a year went by and there were still no real goals and targets. I had a couple of changes in office managers, things just didn't work out, team members didn't work out. And then here I am again a year later at the same conference. So... 
I unfortunately need to be the implementer. <laughs> so I realized that I need to cut some of my patients. So today I have one patient. I'm going to go to the office same time, but there's just like a few things that I need to do. I need some more systemization. And maybe next year when we go back to the conference, we might join their group and um, get them to really help us out with that systemization side because there's like hundreds of people that use them, thousands probably. And um, they're all doing pretty well with overhead in the 40s and 50s. Uh, production in the millions um so maybe baby steps anyway so that's that's what's happening today I'm recording this before going to work this is part two with dr brian Baliwas, cool guy cool friend the uncovered episode that we thought went missing um and in part two of this episode he kind of talks about his practice his morning rituals you know so i asked him some some deep questions about uh, his life and and uh i think you know you'll if you don't follow him already on Instagram, I think you will after this. Um, he's just a really down-to-earth guy and might seem a little controversial on Instagram here and there, but uh, he does it with a good heart. I, I am a firm believer, but anywho, enjoy this episode. Um, this episode is uh, was really fun. So anyways, I'll catch you guys next week. I'm going to spoiler it. Um, I think we talked about it in this episode. I don't remember if it was this one or part one or if it was off camera, but um we were talking about Brian has a friend. <laughs> um, his name is Chris and he was on the bachelor and he's on the episode next week. So anyways, I'm just going to leave this little tidbit there. We'll see you next week. Bye. Peace out peeps. So, uh, welcome back again, Dr. Baliwa part two. Or can I call you Brian? Yeah. Like, I would just call you Brian. I, it's funny because I, I have patients hey, who call me Brian, and it always weirds out some of the assistants. Like, oh, oh he called you Brian. I'm like, whatever. Yeah, I'm a person. I am one of the people. That's how it goes. Um, walk me through a day in the life of you. And I know every day is a little different. Like, walk me through a clinical day, and then walk <laughs> me through a non-clinical, like, you're off day. I'm glad so, you specified those two days because when you said, walk me through your day, I was going to say, okay, well, I get Monday, to the office and then I do some well, tech I don't, support because the, the software's not I working. I want to know from the beginning of the day. So, like, do you have any rituals? Like, do you get up in the morning? Yeah. Like, talk me through the night before you're setting your alarm, what time are you setting it, and, like... Oh, well, let's get details. Like, You're going to see how much are, of a psychopath you a I am. Are you a snoozer? Okay. Yeah, like I want to know every every step just, you take. Just so you know that I'm not lying, okay? Uh -oh. I'm going to show you right now. Okay, he's showing me. I try to leave my house around 7, okay? okay. So Is that supposed to be impressive? No. Okay. What's what's crazy is how many alarms I set <gasps> to try and get up. 626, 626, 636, 635, 643, And they just all start going off. And eventually, and I, I kind of joke around, this is my sit-up time because I have to sit up in order to turn to snooze it. So, like, I get so a little workout. So, you're doing, workout. like, 15 sit-ups? I get a little oblique crunch as I go to snooze my phone, okay? So, no I got, way. like, four or five of those in the morning. I got to get the dog up, feed the dog. What kind of dog do you have? little French bulldog. The little Frenchie, the yeah. sticker. Named Xylocaine. Aww. Do you call him Xylo for short? A little Xylo. I know. Cute. She's uh, She's amazing. Best trained dog ever. So uh, we got to get her. She comes to the office every day. Okay. We have patients who are upset when she's not there. Yeah. So. Same with Lou. That's it. So we now schedule Lou days. <laughs> we have Lou days in the office. So Lou knows when he has to go to work. He's got to, you know. 
get his shit together in the morning. Rituals, I, I drink a glass of water every morning. Like, like right away. Yeah, right away. Like night water? Like you're drinking the night water from like, the side of the bed or you like actually go no, to the No, I'll sink. go to the sink okay. and then I'll also mix up some supplements. Um, what do you take? Shout out to, to Dr. Chris Strandberg who helped me out okay. with like working out my supplement re uh, regimen. In the morning, call Is he the one from The Bachelor? Yahtzee. No way. Cupcake? Yeah, sorry, cupcake. Chris. I'm so sorry, Chris. Oh, my goodness. Do you know the biggest crush on him? <laughs> Hugest crush. Like, biggest. I'm, like, blushing right now. Funny aside, I didn't know. I don't watch The Bachelor. So, one time I was working out with him, and he was in the background, and my phone blew up. People were like, oh, cupcake, cupcake. And yeah. I was getting pissed. I was like, this again, this was angry me on social media. I'm like, dude, these people are, like talking shit about you chris they're calling you cupcake and he's like oh no. let me tell you a story yeah come to realize i wanted him to be on the podcast but i never i got a i'll set it up i got a bachelorette her name is kerpa she was on the bachelor and a dentist uh, no dental hygienist her dad's a dentist also in california and she was on the podcast and we talked about her pod like her bachelor experience but i had to have a producer from warner brothers on the podcast the entire time it was like big brother was watching and they would just like unmute themselves and be like please edit that out and i'm like okay so all, all um that would be cool small plug for chris i think he'd be a great interview to talk about just dentistry you know how they gave that statistic today that like 50% of dentists yeah. kind of regret going into dental did he, he I Does don't know. He? I'm going to let him kind of speak to, on that. He okay. still practices, and but I think it would just be a good conversation. Will you be my co-host on it? Yeah, so okay. I'll, I'll, I'll try and convince him to come on. Co-host it with me. Yeah. Maybe he'll feel more Chris, comfortable. Chris, sorry for calling you out uh, <laughs> it, like on this platform. But <gasps> oh, my gosh. You, okay. have, you have a lot to teach people. Anyway, yeah, cool. he helped me lock down my supplements, collagen peptides, a little bit of creatine in the morning. That's why you, you have flawless skin. Uh, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. So that's it. Creatine I, you know, in the morning, yeah, build those muscles I'm up. I'm not a big breakfast person. Okay. So I head straight to the office. I drive to the office. No I, coffee? No, because my hand, I can work with it, but my hand can, kind of gets a little jittery. No way. And I just don't like the, the impression that that leaves my patients okay. when I'm doing something. Got it. So. Okay. So no coffee. Did you always not drink coffee? Yeah. I, I enjoy coffee because of the taste you saw me drinking some earlier yeah, yeah, yeah. that's because i think it tastes good yeah not because i need it right cool and no one here is looking at your hands getting jittery yeah so you get to the office are you the first one there or are you like rolling in as people are still setting up it depends on what i have to do and how much i have to prepare for the day average day average day it's it's tough to beat lenny lenny's an assistant who comes in regularly really early to set up for the day so it's really tough to get her in Sometimes I'm second, sometimes I'm third. Our office manager comes in pretty early as well. Okay. And then what does that morning look like? Like, do you guys do a huddle? Yeah, so one, on my own, I like to review the day, just kind of just double check that the, the, the schedule is didn't change overnight. Yeah. Um, uh, change out, make sure Zylo has water for the day. I know that's an important one. And then I just kind of walk around and just does observe that, the office. Does Zylo just, like, roam free? You know, she used to be just up front. Now she's starting to roam free because she's so well she behaved. She doesn't just sit right next to you the entire time. No, she'll sit on patients' laps yeah. if they request her. Um, but no, she kind of wanders. She's fine. She's usually out in the sun somewhere in, in one of our expansion ops. But cute. Yeah, so that's there, and then I prepare for huddle. Yeah. So we huddle every 7:45. Yep. Um, and prepare for the day, like just get yeah. everything going, and then our first patients at eight. Cool. When do you write your chart notes? Do you write them, like, throughout the day or do you, like, between patients? Throughout the day. Yeah. 
Uh, I'm, I, I practice a little differently. I don't see a ton of patients. Sometimes it pains people or maybe shocks people to find out that some days I'll see four patients in yeah. my column outside of the hygiene checks. Yeah. Or I'll see on Fridays, if it's a big case, I'll see one patient. Yeah. Um, at most, maybe it, it's, a, it's a strange day if I'm seeing more than 10 people. What, what's led you to choose that practice model? Um, I think it's just how I operate best. I have friends, and again, this is not right or wrong. This is not me saying, oh, my God, just because I have a fee-for-service practice and I work slowly, I do better work. That's not true at all. I have friends who work better in a more chaotic setting, Yeah. and for them, it's go, go, go. That's just not me. Hmm. And so I want to provide the best care that I can provide to patients, and so I need to control that. There's times where people are always shocked to hear that I book out two hours for crowns, for a crown. That includes, like... Local, prep, provisional. Prep, impression, or scan. Right. Yeah. And what's funny is patients go, I'm here for two hours. And I go, honestly, I don't think it'll take me two hours. It might. but I And I tell patients this directly. I just don't like the feeling of knowing that there's somebody right after you. I don't like that stress and anxiety of yeah. feeling rushed. Yeah. And I work best and provide you with the best care when I'm not rushed. So, yes, we booked you for two hours. Most of our patients leave quite early and guess what that gives me time to check my patient notes, Write your notes gives me time yeah. to check hygiene write the um, prescription yeah take a good shade and there's been a little we've been working on some office flow issues so it's gone gone up but i would say the average wait time for my hygienist when they buzz is less than a minute yeah if not immediately that's great but it's because of how i practice yeah as a hygienist i can say that every dentist that i've worked with i've always had to like figure out what their flow is so I would like buzz in knowing that they would be 10, 15, even Makes 20 sense. minutes. Like sometimes I would buzz at the beginning of the appointment, just like hoping that within the next 45 to 50 minutes, like they would show up or we'd have to move patients to another op. Like I'd have to like flip them to the consult room and then hopefully someone can take good chart notes of what was said because I'm already with another patient. So I yeah. respect that immensely. That's not what we're about. Yeah. And, and again, that's just, yeah, well, I'll talk about this a little tomorrow during my lecture, but we're really big on service. And that in my mind, I'm, again, this is not me commenting on everybody else's practice, but in our practice, um, it helps me out more than it helps the patient or yeah. our hygienist to be late. Yeah. So I have a responsibility to them and their schedules. Yeah. So the question that I'm sure a lot of people are asking is overhead. So if that, you know, extended chair time, I don't know how much you bill per hour or what your math works out to. I mean, it sounds like you have another associate and like a bunch of team members. But how does that work on the like setting goals and targets for the day? There's definitely a trade-off. And, you know, we still have a lot of room to grow. So one of the things that tackles over, one of the ends of overhead is, is increasing your production. So right. that's one way to tackle it. Um, I think we do a little bit more in production. We also um, have higher fees than the average, mm -hmm. and that's okay. Yeah. Um, but the other aspect of this is how much of that feeds into your happiness. Now, if, if it was all about money, uh, and it's funny because whenever right. you go out and network and, and, and you, know, you talk about insurance and not working with insurance as much, people think that it's this huge money move. Mm -hmm. If I really wanted to make money, I'd do the opposite. I'd actually get a little faster and work right. a little Stay differently. Stay in network. That's exactly it. So the analogy I always give is like restaurants. Like there are some restaurants that are way more profitable than others. A hamburger at McDonald's 
costs a certain amount and is sold for a certain amount. And I'd argue that that margin is higher right. than you going to a gourmet place and getting a burger with, with you know, a whole wheat bun and, sure. and Angus Truffle beef, whatever. oil. Totally. Whatever. Caviar. Yeah. And again, it's not right or wrong. It's just, Different. is there a market for that? Do yeah. people value it? I'm. That's one of the interesting things too. We're not shoving this dentistry down people's throats. Right. It's not for everyone. There's yeah. some people who go, hey, I don't have time for your... 90 minute, two hour new patient appointment. You know, Mark yeah. talked about that this morning. Yeah. Uh, that's okay. Yeah. We tell people all the time, I, you know, we're not the dentist for everyone. We totally respect I the fact that. that you're busy. Yeah. Um, can we make some suggestions? Because I do have some friends who are excellent dentists who work better in that workflow. Yeah. Let's get you in their office. I'm yeah. not, it doesn't have to be us. So yes, overhead can be an issue, but you just factor that in. Mm -hmm. um, one of the things I don't like is, is, is being trapped by that. Mm. Right? Like, I like kind of pushing the envelope. You want to offer extra services that make cost more? How do we make up for that? Can we have some savings elsewhere? Right. Or can we charge for that? Yeah. Yeah, I like that. So we do something similar. I mean, not quite two hours for a crown pet, but we're at like, I don't know, an hour and 40 minutes-ish. Oh. Uh, our new patient exam is 70 minutes. They're only with the dentist on like in the dentist column. And then hygiene also has a 70 minute new patient hygiene. So, and normally we try and keep those separate, but yeah, I think if you're offsetting by like, you know, being intentional with the things that you purchase, uh, we only do our monthly like ordering once a month. And we look at like a four to 6% of net profit from two months ago at like what that budget will be to try and keep our overhead in a certain kind of threshold. I think that that's important to build the practice and the patient that you want and the patients that come to you, you're hoping that those are the ones that refer more people like them. So you don't have to explain this to so many people. Totally. Okay. So you've done your whole day. You sound like you get to go home and you're not completely broken. Yeah. Like your I, neck and your back are not falling apart. Do you wear loops? I do wear loops. What and you by wearing? the way, I, I do get a lunch. Okay. Um, it sounds like you would get a lunch. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you what know do you eat for lunch? Curious. You're keto, right? I'm keto these days. Keto. Kind of off and on. Yeah. Uh, these days I've been eating like a lot of cheese and <laughs> bone broth. It's not exciting. Do you make your bone broth or do you like I, get it? No, made? I wish I, I, I don't have time for that. I buy man, it. It's a crock pot, man. It's a crock pot uh, for three, like three days. I'll try Just it. Let it on simmer. Don't get me wrong. I'll try. Look, I started making my own biltong or like beef jerky. Okay. Awesome. Tastes great. Time. But for the amount of time that I'm using, I'm like, this really comes out to about the same cost as me buying it. Right. So I've been trying to be more efficient, but that's what I have for lunch. So you have some cheese and some 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 a, sh a yeah. little mini charcuterie. If I'm board. being bad, I'll do what Adam does. We'll, we'll go off to this Mexican restaurant around okay. the block and and have some burritos. And by Mexican, he means Chipotle. Oh God, no, <laughs> no, no, no. There's this really awesome little taqueria hole in the wall that that cool. serves up a mean burrito. Okay, and then Flog, what are your what time do you go home? Um, day ends at five. I'm usually there for another hour or so. Early days, Adam and I used to be there really late working on systems. Now yeah. I'm pretty good about doing that stuff at home if I can. Yeah. Uh, I'm usually out of the office at 6 to go pick up Mandy, who works in community health. Go pick her up and then Who's head Mandy? home. Who's Mandy? Uh, my fiance. Okay. Yeah. So she's works in community health, does endo um, for a bunch of Denical, Medicaid, government-assisted okay. patients. And then she's starting at Rutgers next year. Cool. Yeah. Very cool. You asked about loops. Yes, yeah. I use loops. I use um, – it's actually interesting. Um I use Q-Optics. Adam uses Q-Optics. 
we're really stoked on that. So our entire office is actually getting outfitted with that. No way. We're trying. We're we're getting nice. we're getting loops for the assistance as well. Oh wow. Because we want to get rid of those dreaded overhead lights. Uh oh. Okay, so I tried this. Ooh, I'd I love your feedback. Okay, so the problem with assistants wearing loops is that they move around a lot. So my assistant was wearing loops. Like, we, we did a trial, like a whatever Designs for Vision does, like a 30-day thing. So we had her measured. We got her the loops, and she was just, she couldn't, she was turning around to get composite, to get etched. To like get what? Composite. Oh, What's that? did you not see my tweet the other I day? I saw it. Uh, composite. Oh, and composite. I even said that on the tweet. I was like, in Canada, we say composite. In the Americas, we do composite. Do you guys do amalgam? <laughs> no. Shut up. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> um, and uh, so, yeah, they just, they turn too much and then they, um, so. When I say loops, we mean at the very least safety glasses that have the lights attached to them. Oh, so, okay. So when it comes down, if you're kicking off a light, yeah. the light's got to come from somewhere. Right. So we just want to have little headlamps. So we're going to yeah. have a charging station with all these batteries. Everybody okay. shares the same battery. We'll have Why do you want to get rid of the overhead light? Just like for patient ease or to, to the vibe? We're trying to make things sleek. Is and it the vibe? And if there's something that's everybody's doing, I'm always looking for a way to do the opposite yeah. and somehow make it work. So I did in reverse. When I built the office, I had this vision that no lights, everyone's going to wear loops. So I did that, and then the loops didn't work for the assistant. So then I outfitted my ops with lights after. <laughs> Can I tell you how expensive that is? Yeah. It's so much more expensive to retrofit after than it is to do it in the moment. Uh, so then three three designs, uh, three Serona Integro freaking magical lights went in afterwards, but it was that, like, the movement back and forth. So I encourage them to do it, if you can, do a trial yeah. just in case. But I mean, okay. our, our goal is to make our office not feel like a dental I know. office. And it's hard to do. I mean, I tried, too, with the concrete and the exposed beams yeah. and bricks and, you know, the chairs that look like dental chairs but don't quite look like dental chairs I don't, it's, it's a it's a struggle um cool and then home life let's 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 quickly go to a home I once get, you're home and if you have a day off we've been cooking a lot more at home yeah um if you guys follow my posts sometimes you do bad day sushi so if i or mandy have had a bad day and we don't feel like cooking we'll, we'll order some sushi or, or go get sushi um, but we try to cook at home, and we've got a pretty good system where I cook, and then Mandy um, eats. Does the she does eat, <laughs> and then cleans afterwards. Oh, okay. Um, well, that's like an unwritten rule, right? Like the cook cooks, shouldn't yeah. clean. Yeah. So do that, and then I try to wind down, and I think that's one of the the big struggles for me is I've I've come to learn that I need transitions in my life. So even when we're scheduling, you know, my block schedule, it's hard for me to go from like a surgery. And then all of a sudden do a new patient exam. It's just not the same mentality, mm. you know, when I'm go, go, go. So we're trying to structure things so that I have less transitions. So when I'm at, at work and I'm trying to transition to home, I think that's why when Mandy's trying to talk to me about dental or a, a crazy case she has, I'm kind of like, oh, my God, like I really don't want to talk dental right now yeah. or I'm trying to transition out of it. Um, I don't know. I haven't really figured that out yet. I've, I've looked into some meditation, maybe some new calm, something that, like, helps me with that. Mm -hmm. But... I try to transition into home, and that's when I usually answer emails, work on different projects. <laughs> Can we just take a moment to break that down? I try to transition to be home, so then I answer emails. Yes. <laughs> when I say home, I mean, like, not dental office. Yeah. But the emails are dental. 
Sometimes, yeah. They're probably like meeting organizers or like we talked about please this. sign this speaker agreement or like all of those things. My big my I in my binder, one of the first things I wrote down is Irene convincing me that I need an assistant. Holly, so. if you're listening to this, I love you so deeply in my my soul and my heart. It, she's Holly's my assistant. She's amazing. So you do. You need, I need that. you do need that. Um we can do a whole episode on assistants and stuff. And Holly wants to do a couple of episodes too to talk about like our workflows. Yeah. How a non-dental person now is able to navigate my life being a dental person. Well, it would free up a lot of time, right? I mean, I could hop on the Peloton sooner. I can. Yeah. I just bought a set of kettlebells. I oh, feel. Oh wow. I know. I had to give up my gym membership after COVID, and I just didn't think it was worth it to go back. Yeah. So, I'm trying to do at-home workouts. I got a pull-up bar now. Oh wow! Can you do one? <laughs> Ouch! <laughs> I have a pull-up bar. Yes, I, can I can do, do a pull-up. I can do a pull-up. I mean, I wasn't. You know, I wasn't. Uh, I need a the noob. assisted pull-up machine at the gym, like where you like counterweight it, and I like write. I have a, like a notebook that I write my exercises and stuff in, so that like I keeps me accountable of stuff. And then I like tech off like an extra five pounds, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm five pounds stronger pulling my own fat body may, weight. <laughs> may I put up this pull-up bar, and it's one of those ones that hangs in the doorway. Oh, okay. And I'm about to do a pull-up, and he's like, wait, hold on, like, can that support your weight? And I'm like. <laughs> Oh. Ouch again. Like, I'm just getting grilled. Yes, it's called physics, darling. <laughs> but that's kind of it. I How mean, do you feel about technology on a day off? So let's say it's a Saturday. Do you work weekends? I do not. Okay, so weekends, Saturday, Sunday. Mandy's off. You're off. We try to hang out and do something fun. We'll uh, go kayaking. Um, we both have... We'll go rock climbing. That's kind of cool. one of our big things that we've been doing. Like in on real rocks or like in a gym? Indoor. Okay. Yeah. Like I'm not that hard. I was like, I'm, I'm like envisioning you like scaling the side no, of no. like a, a mountain. I'm like, shit, this guy's legit. He's no, got no, a pull-up no. bar and a I, peloton. He climbs mountains. No, no. Did you not pick up? Like I'm all about pretend sports. So okay. like I'm not into biking. I'm into peloton. Pelotoning. I'm not okay. into mountain climbing. <laughs> I, I climb plastic things with little handholds put on them. Like I'm just like a pretend athlete. Okay. So um, that's better than not an athlete at all. Yeah, and we try yeah. to hang out with friends. Um, Do you still think about work? All the time, and yeah. I think that's what I tell people. You know, when you're a dentist, you're an associate, and you're you're stressed. You're trying to be an owner. You're like, I don't want these stresses. Well, you get a whole new set of stresses, yeah. right? Because you're responsible. You're responsible for your patients, but you're also responsible for your team yep. and making sure they're taken care of. Um, it's just a whole nother set of things. And, and you know, uh, even the space, if there's a flood at the office. Oh, my God. One time there was a flood and Adam had to go in there, cleaned it all up. He's in there mopping this floor. And then it floods again the next morning. I've never yep. seen Adam so angry. So, yes, I still think about work. I need to be better about it. Um, but I also feel like I'm hitting my stride right now. I'm, like, coming on to nine years of, like, being a dentist. And I feel pretty comfortable in my care. In, in my my, yeah. my abilities and whatnot, and so I'm trying to milk this while I like while I'm feeling it. You know what milk I mean? Milk it. I mean, why not? So yeah. interesting. Okay. So I'm getting like I'm sensing that you and I have very similar uh, separation issues from our practices, and it's like some days I am so impressed with myself that I can put the phone away. I like turn the laptop off and I'm like 100% present with whatever's happening and then the other days like I am physically there 
but it, uh, my brain is just like I might as well just go to the office and get it over with, yeah. you know? It's it's really tough, especially when you are turning it off because then there's always the idea that it's piling up. Yeah. And there's more stuff to do. So I don't know. Um, I think it's just setting aside time. I'm I'm a scheduler, so it's like let's schedule time. We're going to go kayaking on Saturday. Like let's put it in. Like yeah, let's yeah. say that we're let's going to do it. Or the other thing is we've been inviting people. So last weekend we went rock climbing indoor <laughs> and we invited We were just scaling Mount Kilimanjaro yeah, we with invited our bare hands. Adam and his girlfriend. And so okay. now we're respo- like we got to show up. Yeah. We're waking up, we're like, "Oh my god, we got to get up because so and so is meeting us there." That's yeah. so different. So there's, there's a little accountability. bit of That's exactly it. Do you read? Uh, I used to be so hardcore into reading, but now, uh, again, because of time, I've been listening more. And at first, I hated it because I really like turning pages and making progress and seeing how much I have to go. Mm-hmm. But now, I'm really enjoying these books where the authors are the ones who are reading it themselves. Mm. Because every now and then, if you're an audiobook person, you know that they'll go off script. Yeah. And they'll give like a little example. Or that Matthew McConaughey book that I was telling you about, yeah. his voice is just... I know, but he's an actor. All I've listened right, to all some right, like, all catastrophic right. fails of authors <laughs> trying to read their own books. Yeah. And like you can tell that they are not the person that should be on the mic. Understood. But like I like when they read the preface or, you know, a couple of clips here and there, but when they start reading the book Yeah. It's like some of them are pretty monotone. Yeah. Or they're like lacking personality yeah. or intonation, which is strange because they are the ones that wrote the book. So yes, I do uh, consume books. Um, cool. I think it's super helpful. If you're not into that, I would suggest you start. I feel like it's just like wine. Some people are like, oh, I'm not a wine drinker. It's like, well, you just haven't found a wine that you like. Right. So, you know, if you're not a reader, I you probably just haven't found a book or genre that you enjoy. Or a time in your life where you need a book. That's it. And I think that that, that for me was 2019 where I needed a book like I needed and now I carry two with me wherever I go and I um and I need one for just like you know detachment I always thought it was funny when I watch movies and like the husband and the wife or the whatever they go to bed and like they're reading their book before they turn the light out and like there's this domestic disturbance because like one person's reading longer than the other and like the light and you know I'm at and whatever and I was like that's so weird like who does that you either like go to sleep or you don't go to sleep, but then you go to sleep after. You yeah. Whatever. You know what I'm saying. Um, and then now I read before bed because I, and I have a notebook by my bed too, because I need to get it. I need to flip the switch. And that's the only way I can flip the switch is by reading a book about something completely non-business related. This is something totally new. So don't think that like, oh, Brian's been doing this forever, but it's it's been helping. I've been journaling lately. Yeah. And morning not, pages, man. Did I, you morning pages? No, send me a link to that. Morning pages. At man. the end of the day, I just kind of throw up my thoughts, yeah. words, sketches onto paper. And it's not like, oh, dear journal, this is what happened today. It's just no. more of like, here's things I need to focus on or, hey, like I really should have done this, whatever it is. But it just kind of helps me organize 
my thoughts. There, there, I have a bedside journal book that has a morning and an evening section to it. Mm. So it's one page, one for the morning. One, you can buy them from like Amazon or whatever. And it's whatever. called Morning Thoughts? Uh, I think it's just like daily journal. And then it has, I can send you the link of, from my shopping cart. I'll but check it I out. Listened, I listened to a podcast of a woman who wrote a book called Morning Pages. And a lot of like, I don't know, successful, whatever you consider successful people, CEOs have done that where you literally roll over the first thing you do when you get up, you write freehand three pages. And you know who actually does this? I listened to uh, Tim Ferriss's podcast. He interviewed uh, the producer and the writer of Rounders, the, mm. the poker movie. Mm-hmm. And he does that. And he's like this crazy guy. He also writes like rock songs and stuff. And he does that. He rolls out of bed before he even like brushes his teeth or does anything. He just writes the first like three pages of thoughts. And that could be like, you know, buy salad or uh, don't forget to take the dry cleaning. Like it could be things like that. Or it could be like some interesting concepts and ideas. And the key to it is you don't read it again. You like write it out. You leave it there on the page. And then you get on with your day, and it kind of s- clears your mind. That's exactly how I feel. I feel like that's yeah. why I use the word throw up. I feel like I'm just vomiting it out. Yeah. And it's like, all right, that's yeah. done. Cool. Interesting. Totes. I like, I like your morning and afternoon rituals. I'd be interested in like five years from now for us to have this discussion again. I'd love for it to be like, I yeah, had this chat I with golf Mark. like almost every yeah. day. Yeah. Mark, mark your calendar. Put 17 alarms in for five years from now. Interesting. Thank you for this part two of our <laughs> of our podcast. We're going to go to the last part. This is a quick part. Done. You ready? Yes. Okay. So I'm going to ask you some really tough questions. Done. Just tell me the first thing you think about. Done. What's, what's one thing you wish you didn't know? One thing I wish I didn't know. Um, I wish I didn't know. Oh, that's such a hard question. Yeah. I don't even know how like to approach that mentally. Because I'm such a person that like likes to know things. Yeah. Or what's one sh- one thing you wish you didn't know yet? Something that you wish you would have learned later in life hmm. instead of earlier in life. That's such a backwards question too. Um. One thing I wish I didn't know. Don't feel rushed to answer it. I mean, the beauty of podcasts is things get edited. So. Yeah. Think about it. Feel it. Okay, I've got something, and it's totally random. It's just, like, the first thing that comes to my head that, like, but it's, like, kind of nonsensical. Is that okay? Yeah. Really? That's the point. Okay. Okay. I wish I didn't know so much about jazz music and the history of it. (laughs) I told you, this is crazy. No way. Because there's a lot of music that I kind of secretly enjoy a little bit. But the history of it, I'm kind of like, oh, like, I don't, it's, it's just like not. Like the pain and the hurt or like. It's almost like I know too much about like how this music came about and who like the genuine jazz artists are. And then these new people come along and it's almost like, it's almost like not fake. fake. jazzers. It, I, I think the same thing could be said about. <laughs> They're fake jazzers. I think the same could, thing could be said about anybody who's really into something where yeah. it ruins the normal day-to-day about everything else, right? Like, you've all been with friends who are, like, really into wine or beer, and then you go, you're trying to drink your drink, and they're like, oh, I can't believe you're having a Heineken. Like, I'm drinking my my double IPA, yada. And it's like, just enjoy the Heineken. So for me, like, knowing that there are songs that are only famous because 
at the time, black artists weren't allowed to play at certain t places. Yeah. So white artists would then take that music, popularize it, and profit. Now, that song might be catchy, and I'm not going to call out what these songs are, but now it's really on the backs of these I wanna amazing... I want to know what the song is now. Well, this is why Bebop, and correct me if I'm wrong, if somebody out there is a big jazz fan, this is why Bebop and like Charlie Parker and all these guys came about. They started playing faster and faster and faster and playing, playing these crazy licks because they made it so that other people couldn't copy them. Like you mm -hmm. want to play Donna Lee, like, which is the name of a, a song. Yeah. It's like, oh my God, this is so complex. I can't copy this and commercialize it. So I guess I'm just what? so into like this deep thing where somebody will bring up a song or Adam will put on like office music and whenever you put on office music there's always some kind of cheesy song on there yeah and I'm like oh I freaking hate this but why like why am I so angry about this music interesting is that wild wow totally off topic I, I don't even know not, like I didn't I did not see that one coming I just Jazz don't music I think the reason that's so off the wall too is because I'm somebody who really tries to get answers to everything like if I don't know anything yeah I haven't been snowboarding in a while Last night I bought a he's snowboard. Too busy, he's too busy climbing mountains. That's it. And I <laughs> used to be really into snowboarding. Last time I was really into snowboarding was 2017, 2018. Back then, you asked me about snowboards. I'm like, look, I'm riding a LibTech skate banana. I love the magnet traction on the side. I love the grip it gives me on the snow. It's an all-mountain board. I can go everywhere. Yesterday, I'm like, okay, I need to buy a new snowboard because, uh, long story short, I don't have mine anymore. It got lost you whatever you lost your lip banana damn let my lib tech skate banana lip skate banana so now, so now here now. i am Fuck. here i am i'm about to go buy something i look this up and i'm kind of like i can't buy a snowboard different. until i know everything there is to know about the different bindings the different so for me i'm such a sponge for knowledge that when you say what do you wish you d didn't know i don't even know how to approach that because i kind of want to know everything great do you believe in bucket lists I do not. Um, I don't believe in bucket lists or to-do lists, I guess. Okay. I'm on this new thing where, like, you're going to put something on your bucket list, do it. Yeah. Right? And if you can't do it for whatever reason, it's your goal, like, awesome. Like, plan for that. Like, take the steps needed so that you can do that. And then in terms of to-do lists, I've been trying to put myself into – I do this thing called, like, time – Time, oh, time blocking? Yes. Yeah. Where it's, like – my time is accounted for not i'm not at the mercy of a list i'm sure. at the mercy of my time right. so that being said you like block out ceo time totally you, yeah and that's why if you say a bucket list it's like put it in somewhere like throw it in a time block are we just going to live our lives carrying all these buckets and if you're gonna i don't know yeah. if your next question is what's on my bucket list no okay no, good no because I, I was like i don't know if i have one no well, because obviously you don't believe in buckets, so you have no lists for to put inside the buckets. Because if you did, then you would have a bucket and a list at the same time. There's a way. I think we live in a time right now where we can we can do yeah. what we want to do. And yes, we might I mean, not be. You can. Not everyone can. There's a means for everyone to try and find a way to do what it, like look my journey to doing something may be harder than everybody else's but that's true for everyone there's always going to be somebody who has it easier yeah. and has it harder but if it's truly something that you're You'll is important enough for you to put on a list that you call a bucket list that when you complete it it will make you happy like man like it's less of a bucket list goal and more of just a goal yeah like what are you doing in your life to achieve it yeah cool one last question let's hear it 
If you could go back and tell your younger version of yourself, I mean, you've been practicing for nine years. Yeah. So let's take it back to 15. So if you can go back and have a, have a chat like this on the mic, you got five minutes to have this profound conversation with your 15-year-old younger self. What would you what Am would you I 15 say? at the time or 15 years ago? 15 years ago Ooh. and you today. So, like, you're not I'm that young that you can, like, buy Bitcoin earlier. I mean, you could buy Bitcoin. I mean, I, I asked I would I, buy Bitcoin er, coin earlier. Um, you I, know what? I'd buy less Dogecoin <laughs> and Shiba Inu coin or whatever the hell the one it was. I'm going to pretend like you said 15 because that's where I would want to go. 15 you years give me, young? Yeah. Okay, you that's where your mind went, so I feel like you should answer that. It is. Okay. And, it, and it's funny because even if you told me that my option was to buy Bitcoin or to do all this money. stuff. I, I don't think so. Uh, one thing that's always weighed on me is I would go back to my 15-year-old self and tell myself not to be so mean to people. Aww. And and it's weird. It's kind of like cyclical because I remember the times in high school early on, even elementary school, where you know I wasn't the biggest person, you know, not to play that cliche, but I was the last picked in math. I wasn't very good. I wasn't very athletic. Um, who and would have I, seen that coming now? We're so athletic now. With I'm his not bikes with, with, with and my his fake snowboards with and his, my, and his my fake climbing, deep sea diving <laughs> and his climbing and his canoeing, kayaking. What no, are you, whitewater rafting? I mean, I didn't start working out until I was in college. I mean, if you asked me to do a bench press, uh, like for, as a freshman in college, I couldn't do it. That huh. wasn't something that I did. I was just this, this little skinny kid. And what's weird is like. I almost took that, at least this is my explanation for it. I don't know if it's true. Maybe I was just a jerk at the time. And I almost bullied people, not physically, but, like, because my defense mechanism has always been to just make fun of somebody else. Like, oh, you're going to make fun of me? Let me deflect it and make fun of somebody else. And I look back at all the people in high school, even dental school a little bit, where that was my defense mechanism, and it was really mean. And it makes me feel terrible. And you could tell me right now – I wish you could feel how honest I'm being with this. You can tell me right now to choose between like all these riches and being able to just apologize to people and to these people and be okay with it. Hmm. And I've actually tried reaching out to some of these people I can't even reach. Like I'm 40. Like some of these people don't have social media. I like God yeah. forbid like did they did something happen to them? Like yeah. am I just like I feel so terrible about that that that's what I would do. I would tell myself to like look there's mean people in the world. You don't have to be one of them. Wow. Wow. Interesting. That's, yeah. That's, as a person that got bullied a lot, like I was the tallest kid. It, I was like, I used to stand next to James Chu, who was like the tallest Asian kid and the tallest kid in my class. And they would like make fun of me for being tall and I didn't grow into my features. But I, fun, fun story. And it's not a me thing, but... Um, I I saw one of those bullies like not that long ago. Nick, if you're listening to this, you. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like, and <laughs> he 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 was in shock. Like he was just like, wow, like you're you're different. I'm like, yeah, jerk. Like people grow up, and and I felt bad for him, and and now that you share this, I don't feel bad for you because you didn't bully me, but I can feel you like being so sincere that you would literally go and hunt down every single one of those people and like try and give them a hug. I've tried. And, and honestly with Facebook and whatnot, and it's, it's kind of wild. 
Um, and I'm sure there have been people who've witnessed that action and, and now look back and go, wow, that guy was kind of mean. And that's even a shitty feeling, yeah. right? What's wild to me, and this is not a popular take, everybody's a bully. Like, yes, you can say that the bigger, stronger people are bullies, but in the end, the bullying is cyclical. So, like, you bully somebody, that person ends up either bullying themselves in the, in the, in the sense of self-harm or... God forbid they, I mean, yeah. I, I don't want to get into yeah, this political yeah. aspect of what happens at schools. And this, like, yeah. I just feel terrible about it. I honestly do. And, huh. and, and to know that I was part of that and that I was like, you know, and if, again, if you look back at me in high school, you, you look at my photo, you're like that kid. Yeah. Who the hell is that kid bullying? But it takes, it's not just beating people up. That's bullying. It's, it's right. It, it's your words and, words and how you act and how yeah. you treat people. Yeah. So, if you were to say your like what what is your when you introduce yourself to someone aside from being a restorative dentist um, like what what would you hope that people will recognize you for as your thing like when you're up on the podium and you're talking about your topics social media practice management tomorrow you're talking about building a culture like 10 years from now what do you want to be what what do you want that legacy to be it's, it's kind of funny, and maybe it's kind of related to what I just shared, but I just want to be helpful in some way. Um, and again, I'm kind of in the early stages of this, but it's great. I mean, I sat down at lunch with some dental students. Yeah. And it was kind of cool, like, having somebody ask me a question, giving my feedback, and them going, oh, wow, that's really helpful. Hmm. Like, that feeling is pretty awesome, and that's all – again, if you had asked me, like, five years ago, I'd be like, oh, my God, I want to be the greatest – dentist I want to be able to do this this and that I want to have a successful practice like that's all great and those are still goals of mine yeah but to be it's a lot different to say that you want to be great and then to say that like you want to be remembered for being great because then what you're really searching for isn't necessarily being great but the you know affirmation from everybody else that you're great so it's like look what so the question really is like what when you say what do you want to be remembered for what do you want people to see you as like I don't want them to see me for what I have done to myself. It's more of like, what have I offered you? Mm-hmm. So really that only comes down to how have I helped you? Mm-hmm. Um, and even if I've been a bad example, awesome. Like, let me be the bad example. I'm not perfect. I make I mistakes. Mean, I feel like at times we're all a good example and a bad example. And I think that's just the journey of life. And unfortunately, when you put yourself out there as publicly as you do and me, um, that comes with a level of scrutiny and the reality is we're always learning, right? Like you're always learning to be a better version of yourself, a better clinician, a better boss, a better leader, a better spouse, a better friend. I've given myself a lot of grief over the connections to family and friends that I've lost in my journey of building a practice. Maybe you too, like the, the not being present at Thanksgiving or Christmas or whatever. Um, so unfortunately, without that complete transparency and honesty with yourself, you can't really have a legacy that will shine a bright light if you can't share your failures. I think it's also, uh, we brought this up earlier in one of the other parts, but we also need to be able to ma- be okay with people changing. Like yeah. not label, like you That's weren't, a good full you weren't, circle callback. Yeah, yeah. You weren't at a uh, holiday event, Thanksgiving. Sure. Great. That doesn't mean you are the relative who doesn't come to events. Because yeah. if you start coming to events, it's so interesting how hard it is for all 
for all of us to dig ourselves out of a hole. Mm-hmm. But it, when it really shouldn't be. Agreed. You know, like, it's okay. We can change. We can, and yes, there are some people who won't change, or maybe it's more difficult, but right. like, we should really kind of give people a shot. I agree. Thank you. Well, thanks so much for Totes. recording with me today. I really appreciate it. I look forward to continuing these conversations in DM, and maybe one day I'll come to your practice. And, and <laughs> uh, see you need to come like. to San Francisco. Yeah, I will. I'll have to figure that out. Um, and then, uh, peeps, all of the details will be in the show notes below where you can reach out, other episodes that we've listened to, any links or anything that you want me to put up there for peeps, any resources, um, contact info. But, of course, you know, follow on Instagram. SF Dental Nerd is the place to be. Uh, And until next time, peace out, peeps. Thanks. Oh, hi. So you made it all the way to the end. Thank you for sticking around. And I hope you enjoyed this episode, found it informative, entertaining, and of course, as per usual, find me hilarious. If you liked what you heard, it would really mean a lot to me if you could show your support by liking, commenting, or sharing this episode with a friend or family member. Your feedback and engagement helped me get on the mic today, and it would also improve our future shows and reach more people who maybe could benefit from our content as well. If you haven't already, please consider subscribing to my podcast on your favorite platform or on YouTube. Follow along on this crazy journey with me at toothlife.irene and at toothordare.podcast on Instagram and Twitter. That way you'll be the first to know when episodes are released and you won't miss a beat. I appreciate your support and look forward to bringing you more great episodes in the future. From my team to yours, thanks again for listening and I'll catch you on the flip side.